thank you for joining The Collective today. The Collective is a storytelling podcast interviewing hairstylists and makeup artists. On today's episode, we have Kelly Mason. Kelly is a nationally recognized hairdresser, the creator of the Limitless Soul podcast, the founder of the Limitless Collective, and owner of Lux Beauty and Wellness. For joining me on The Collective today. Hi, thank you for having me, Brooke. I'm so happy to be here. So excited to share your story. Um, so who is Kelly Mason? Oh, geez. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such an interesting question, right? Like, who are you? Right. It, it's funny because I was in a workshop one time, probably like five or six years ago, and it was when I first really started going deep into my spiritual path. And I was working with my teacher, my meditation teacher, and um, he, his process of helping me detach from so much materialistic uh, way of living was that very question. Like, who, who are you? Like, at the depths of Kelly, like, who are you? And, you know, the first thing we normally want to say is, well, I'm a hairdresser and I have a podcast and I have a membership and I mentor creatives to help them, you know, find their purpose in life. But um, whenever I was asked this question in a workshop, I was like, but those are all material things. Like, these are all my ego, you know? And so I started telling people, I'm the light my nature is love because that's what my teacher would tell me. It's like at the core of everything, that's who you are. So, I like to answer that question now as <laughs> I am the light and I am doing some love work here on earth, but the roles that I play, <laughs> isn't that kind of a funny answer? Oh. I, I, I think it's brilliant. I mean, and that is actually the reason why that I ask people. Um, I mean, I think you're a um, meditation leader. Um, I think probably goes a little bit deeper than me, but I, that is the reason why I ask people is because I, I really genuinely want to know who they are mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm interviewing hairstylists and makeup artists. And so it's a given that you're going to be one of those two, right. Um, occupationally, but the whole point of the podcast is to really share the stories and find out who these people really are and how you really got to the point that you're at. So no, I think it's an absolutely beautiful answer. I know it's so funny. It took me a while to ever feel confident to say that because, you know, we want to go through this whole list of our achievements and accolades and stuff, you know, to be like, this is who I am. And these are the things that I've done. But I really enjoy living life. I love I love people. I love connecting with people like you. I love chatting with people. I love getting to know people. Um, I love observing human nature and how people choose to show up in this life. It's so fascinating to me. So I guess it's no surprise that I ended up as a hairdresser as my primary career in in my life at 19 because I was searching for something so much um, deeper in life than go to school, get the degree, go work in an office. Like I, I could not visualize myself doing that probably like most hairdressers or creatives who are listening to this you're probably like yep me too and I found that as I discovered more about who I truly am what I'm here to do 
I, I realized the correlation between the two and that being a service provider touches on so many of those points of my soul's request is connecting with other human beings on a, on a level that's beyond um, the surface. And being a hairdresser is a bonus because you get to be creative too. So you get to express yourself however you want to. And I, I found it to be so healing for me to play the role of a hairdresser, especially in the beginning of my journey, which probably like a lot of people listening was pretty difficult. You know, hairdressers and, and, and makeup artists and anyone who ends up in this creative field are very interesting humans, <laughs> right? Like we are very unique. Wouldn't you agree? Totally. Like there's something, there's something there amongst us that is very special. And um, when I found myself in this career path, it was after a very turbulent um, teenage years, like a, a lot of hairdressers that I've met. It's like we've struggled a lot either with figuring out what we wanted to do or not fitting in or just not really um, feeling like anything was for us. And so becoming a hairdresser was very empowering because it gave me a lot of confidence and it gave me a place to, to start that journey. Like I feel like my spiritual journey started when I was a hair, became a hairdresser. I started to learn how to express myself in ways that I wanted to. And that definitely evolved over the last 14 years, but um, it was definitely a huge tipping point to get me to where I am today was was my experience of being a hairdresser and and learning how to interact and engage with other other humans on such a deep level yeah that's beautifully said it's um I don't even I was trying to think as you're talking like how would I describe um kind of that creative collective of hairdressers right like I was because we are such a and I don't want to say unique bunch because I feel like everybody's unique, but mm-hmm. like, I can't quite put a word on it, but there's definitely like this, you know, creative collective as the thing that's coming to me right now. Um, you know, there is something special about all of us. We each have super, super interesting stories and journeys for sure. Yeah. You know? Um, so you're a hairdresser and you started the Limitless Soul podcast and also the Limitless Collective. And um, tell us about that. How did you how did you get there? Yeah, so that has been its own little experience and journey in itself. I have a podcast called the Limitless Soul podcast and there are 74 episodes. So I've been at this podcasting game for uh, almost two years. Yeah. And um, my membership community is called the Limitless Collective, and that will be a year old in July. So that has been my latest project, and it's a membership community where creative entrepreneurs, so anyone from hairdressers, makeup artists, um, holistic health coaches, energy healers, um, anyone who's interested in infusing a deeper level of mindfulness and spirituality into their work who are serving other people. Um, It's a community to support their expansion and conscious business and also self 
self-expansion through the spiritual practices that I share and teach and the community that we've created. And it's been just such a beautiful space to watch grow. And one of my passions is to watch other humans discover their superpowers and to really start utilizing them. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with watching people step into their personal power and um, really follow their heart. So it's been really fun to watch a lot of people in there um, grow and start their own businesses and create their own um, offerings that are really, really beautiful and heart forward. Um, And the podcast has been an amazing, amazing space for me to connect with people who've done inner work and achieved outer success. That's really why I started it. I was so fascinated because I have this obsession with humans. Like, you know, some people like to study, uh, you know, I don't know, other unique things in their in their hobbies. But I love observing human behavior. I'm obsessed with learning and studying about the mind and meditation and um, the entire process of discovering your, your soul and meeting yourself. Um, so watching people do that and meeting and talking with other people who have done that through the podcast has been really rewarding and opened up so much for me personally to, to see that there's so many people out there who are really blazing a trail so that we can create a world that we, we've all been dreaming of, right? We, we were all hoping for that love and peace and connectivity and community and camaraderie and love and openness. And especially as creatives and entrepreneurs and hairdressers who are, our whole job is based on service and having someone like what we do and love how they feel. And so I, I've, I've been fascinated with my podcast, just getting to meet so many cool people that I've looked up to um, and what they do. I'm so curious about what they do behind the scenes, right, to achieve these levels of success where you're like, oh, my gosh, how did they do that? And they're so they're so pure internally. So that's been a really fun journey. Um, and how I got there was I was a um, so I started doing hair when I was 19 and I right away knew that I wanted to do something else besides be behind the chair. And back then in like 2007, we didn't have like YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff was, wasn't really, didn't exist. We had Facebook, but it was pretty much for like, I don't know, college students. And so I didn't really know like what was out there except watching DVDs in the back room at the salon that I worked at on this tiny little TV that had a DVD player attached to it. (laughs) (laughs) And anyone else is from my like era, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I am actually. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Like, yeah. All of those DVDs from these amazing hairdressers, like, um, I used to love the aquage videos with Eric Fisher and Luis Alvarez and um, all these really great, great, great artists watching them do updos and like styling and finishing hair like I'd never seen. And I was fascinated by these people. I'm like, how do they do this? How did they get the opportunity to do right. this? Right. How, how did they get to be on a DVD that I'm watching in a back room in Michigan? And I was just really curious about 
that lifestyle, that path. Um, and so I started figuring out and asking questions. And I figured out at the time, you become an educator, you work with a company, and then if you're good enough and you put right. in the time and you show up or whatever, you have the skill, you might be able to go be on a stage or you might be able to go teach. And I was like, that's what I want to do. And so I knew right away um, when I was about 21 and I met my husband and I was like, okay, honey, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to be an international platform artist and I'm going to travel around the world and I'm going to do hair and I'm going to make lots of money and it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and he's a firefighter and he's like, okay, sweetheart, you do you. All right. And, um, I did not let that dream go. Like it was in me. I was like, I wanted it so bad. And so that's what I did. Like I, all I thought about was that, like all I would do, and this is before I knew all the things I know now, which you, I know later on, we're going to talk about something like that, but I had no freaking clue what I was doing. And I did not have a mentor. I didn't have anyone guiding me. Like Hard. I went out on my own. Yes. I went out on my own and was booth renting um, two years into my career. I had no, nobody, right? Um, so I started working for a company and I was riding around with sales reps, like the people who come to your salon and they're like, look at this new lightener and let me show you how this works. And we brought an educator with us today. Right. That, I was that person um, <laughs> coming into your salon. And so I was traveling around Michigan, mostly where I live. And then I was doing well. So I got to move up a level. And so then I was working in Indiana and Ohio. And um, I was starting to have this itch where I would I would get to go assist at hair shows, right? right? Like at Chicago ABS or um, some of the other ones that, that, are, that are quite large. And so I was there assisting, like doing hair in the back in the back behind the curtain and stuff. Right. And I was just like, not jealous, but envious of the people up on stage. Like, like all I could think about was that I wanted to be that person. <laughs> I'm like, I'm grateful that I'm here right now, but I also am thinking 10 steps ahead of like my plan to get up there. Right. Well, so, and I think I, I not to interrupt, but I think it's important for the people listening that haven't gone that route to the shows and, if they could visualize the amount of people <laughs> that are backstage working, getting the models ready to go on stage to be presented by the people that are at a higher level. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge operation and it can take a very long time to get up on the stage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And at the time, you know, there's only a few people who go up on the stage, right? It's like the people. Mm hmm who are like the creative directors or the 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 international platform artists, you know, the, the, the celebrity people, like the hair celebs, right? Right. Me being so obsessed with the hair world and being in the hair industry, um, I was like, these are the only people that exist. Like, you know, I'd be talking to my friends who aren't hairdressers, like, who are you talking about? And I'm like, you don't know Roach? What's wrong with you? Like, she's famous, hello. <laughs> You're like, no, no, I have no idea. Um, so, but in my own world, my own reality, these people were everything. And I wanted to be like them. So I just kept working hard. I kept like just 
studying and practicing. Like I practiced so much. I was always on a mannequin. I was always thinking about things. I was always trying to like be the best hairdresser I could possibly be for my clients. And I was also working behind the chair full time, five days a week and teaching on Monday. And that was my life. And uh, at, at a certain point, the company that I was working for um, created a color line for the first time. And so I wanted to be a part of that. And I got the opportunity to create the first color collection. And I literally was like, holy shit, I made it. Like, it. Yeah. I'm on DVD. The people watch in the back room, except there's no DVDs anymore. And nobody sits in the back room. <laughs> um, but I made it there. And it was just one of those moments I was in Canada filming and I created a whole um, collection with my teammates and I just remember thinking, wow, this is it. And I got home from doing that and shooting that and being a part of a bunch of stuff. And at that time I had been traveling and I had been on stage quite a few times and I got there and I was like, I'm here. And something happened, which was so weird, was I had no idea what was next. I was like, this is it. Right. And I was like, what next? Whoa, okay. And then I kind of became obsessed with Naha for a while and I was shooting collections every year and paying tons of money and like creating all this stuff. And um, I was like, well, maybe if I win Naha, like that'll open a door for me. And I'm like, where do I even wanna go? What do I even want? What if, what the freaking heck am I even looking for here? And it was in that moment after I filmed that color collection, I realized that where I was going, where I thought I was going, um, I had arrived at and I couldn't visualize anything past it. It was just like done. And I had to, to make a decision like, do I keep doing this or not and at the time was that time was where a lot of hairdressers were becoming independent educators and that whole thing started and I started to um, really get deep into my meditation practice at the time because that like leaving the company that I was at was very stressful for me and at the time I had a my salon was I had commissioned salon and seven stylists and was running a training program and I was getting burnt out trying to achieve things that I didn't, I was just doing them at that point. Like I didn't really know why I was doing it, except I thought that was what I should do. I was like success. All I cared about was success. I really did. I was just like, I want to be successful and I want, I want, I want my parents to be proud. I want people to be proud of me. I want to be recognized. And it was a very lonely place to be. And I really kind of, now that I look back at it, I'm like, oh gosh, you poor thing Kelly what are you doing stop it um, but I didn't know any better I just knew that I thought success would make me happy and that achieving these things that I had at the very beginning of my career would fix all of my internal problems and um, make me feel worthy and happy and you know all of the things and and I didn't and I had kids and I was like, what am I doing with my, like, this isn't okay. I was crying. I was all stressed out. My husband was like, this ain't okay. Um, so I, I decided to um, go out on my own and I, for a while I had a business partner. It's kind of a long story. I'm like telling you my whole life, but <laughs> um, 
how I got to where I am, it really was a lot of little things that I started to increase my awareness of is, am I doing this because I want to, or am I doing this because I, this is what I think I should do. Right. And now I'm looking back at all of that, even just like saying all of that out loud. It's really funny because I don't talk about it that often. Um, I, I realized that all of those things that I was, that I was doing, Doing along the way were not really for me. They were because I thought that that's what I should do, right? That's what I thought you do if you're going right. to be good, be a good person, if you're going to be a worthy person. Um, and I started to uh, do things my own way for the first time. And I started to take my power back by, um, I had a really successful salon that was making a lot of money and doing really well and I couldn't take it anymore. So I, I stopped. I was just like, I'm, I let everyone go and I just had me and one other person in my salon and I just took my clients. I took a huge, um, price cut, like our, like income cut, wasn't making nearly as much money. Um, and I started creating my own curriculum and I was infusing the things that I was learning about myself in a personal level and a very deeply spiritual level into the work that I was teaching hairdressers because I started to notice a trend. Right. I started to notice that everything I was doing and experiencing, so were other people. Well, and that's very shocking. Yeah. Well, I think I told you earlier, I'm like, this is like what you're doing is something that this industry has needed for such a long time. I mean, it's, it's been an industry of, of um, overworking, workaholic, workaholicism, can't say it, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, industry of burning out. I mean, we just, it's an industry of nonstop. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't realize the impact that has. And, you know, and then why are we working that hard? And, you know, all of these other, all of these other things come into play, but it's definitely something that's been needed in this industry for such a long time. So, these practices that you started implementing on yourself, mm-hmm. you started creating a course out of them. Is that yeah. how they, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. I started to create my own um, hair coloring courses and I was opening my classes up with a guided meditation and intention setting for the first like 30 minutes. Mm. And most of the hairdressers who, um, and I called it conscious hair coloring. This was like four years ago, I think. And most people who would come to my class had not really ever done meditation before or set clear intentions. And I hadn't ever set clear intentions um, until I knew what that meant, right? I had goals. I was like, I want to achieve this. But I never had an intention, like, why do I want to achieve that? What is the purpose? And so I really became obsessed with only doing things out of alignment with my soul is my heart really wanting this or is this my mind? And I was seeing these major results from my classes of hairdressers retaining information and implementing the content that I was teaching and having great success and feeling confident and feeling like empowered and like they had a voice and like they were important. And it was so, so beautiful. Um, And all the feedback that I got from like my my intake forms at the end was you know what what would you like to see more of in future classes and it was more of the meditation stuff 
And I was like, okay. Um, and about that time, my business partner and I, who we had started a company together, we went our separate ways. And it it was really hard and it was sad for me. But at the same time, it really gave me that space that I was craving to finally do exactly what I wanted, how I wanted. And I started creating courses um, completely surrounded by um, meditation and mindfulness and helping hairdressers develop on a deeply spiritual and personal level so that they can show up, set intention, create goals and achieve them with a massive amount of joy, abundance, peace and flow and alignment um, within their own lives and start, you know, with that comes charging what you're worth, attracting the right clientele that you actually want to be around getting the jobs that you want, aligning with the brands that you want to work with, all of these things that everybody wants, there's no physical manual for that. It's inner work that you have to do. And um, so that's what I started doing. And I started hosting these mini retreats. And I did several of them all over the country. Um, and then I actually was supposed to be doing a couple of them right now, but COVID-19 happened and that didn't happen. Um, yeah, so that that's how I got to where I am with Limitless Soul. And it all of this was called Limitless Hairdresser. And during, you know, I, I've lost count about how many times I've changed. Like I can't even, I have no idea. Just I get it. Constantly <laughs> evolving and changing, but... When I started the podcast, I was in Thailand and I was like, I have to start talking about my journey and I have to start talking about the things that um, um, I'm doing and I have been doing because it's made such an impact on my life and in a really beautiful way. And um, when the podcast started coming out, we had so many people listening to it and sharing it. And I was getting all this feedback from people who weren't hairdressers and they were like, even my clients at the salon, they're like, oh, yeah, I listened to your podcast. And they're like, are you going to make stuff for us because we're not hairdressers? Or I, I love it, even though I'm not a hairdresser. Or people would be like tagging me and being like, listen to this podcast. You don't have to be a hairdresser. And so I was like, something is here. Like there's something there's something here that is speaking to me. And then um, my intuition just kept telling me the hairdresser is just a role that you play. Like the information that you're supposed to be sharing is for anyone who's interested in listening. And I was like, oh my God. And so <laughs> it was kind of scary to take off the hairdresser identity. Um, but, you know, one thing always leads to the next. And every experience we have is supposed to be for the benefit of our highest good. And I just realized that going through all of this identity shifting, um, opened up this whole experience for me to create content and curriculum and, and, and really consciously deeply think about what identity is and how we attach so much to it and what happens when it's gone. Um, and so I changed it to the limitless soul and now I am working with all kinds of people and it's really beautiful and fun and still hairdressers are my number one people and clients because they are on the same page, right? They're they're noticing and realizing some of the similarities that I was, um, and want to be a part of that, and want to want to understand how to 
really start taking ownership of their own journey and their own um, path without feeling influenced by the outside world so much. So that's how it, the, the long version, that's how I got here. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. I mean, I, it's such a beautiful story. And I, I mean, thank you for sharing all of it. That's, you know, you were talking about earlier about how people, you're so interested in people. And that's kind of how I feel with people's stories, you know, like not so much the movement of people, but more of like, how did you become this person? Like, what were those, you know, what were those challenges or, or traumas or experiences that you had that you've worked through to get to where you are? I mean, I think it's just such a beautiful process. Um, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. So thank you. And I, I know that you've done Reiki training and, and mm-hmm. yoga teacher training and um, meditation training and I mean, I think it's brilliant that you've been able to incorporate those. Do you do, like, I know that you have, um, when you do your workshops, you open them with the meditating. Do you do any of those on their own at your salon? Like, do you have meditation classes or yoga classes that you host inside the salon? Yeah, I started teaching yoga um, last year, and I um, was doing them in my salon, and then I, I was actually going to start working at a yoga studio uh, around the corner from my salon uh, in April that didn't happen Um, but yeah I love I love having that offering because my most of my clients are my clients for energy work and my clients for yoga like they they see the change in you and they're like whatever you have I want more of that like I want too and it's kind of like when you cut your hair into a new style and all your clients want it it's like if your consciousness expands and you are a more vibrant light version of yourself, they want whatever you have. And so that has been a huge evolution in my career behind the chair is that, and what I teach a lot of the people that I work one-on-one with and my membership is they're your biggest fans. They're going to be your clients no matter what, especially if you show up and you are truly yourself my clients are my biggest cheerleaders, my biggest fans. They keep me grounded. They keep me humble. They keep me going. Um, they cheer me on. They love seeing all of the things that I go do. Um, and they want the offerings that I have. So I have a, a Reiki room and I do crystal Reiki. I do meditation like one-on-one. Um, I do healings in there. And a lot of the people that I work on are my clients. And it started by infusing some of that work into my behind the chair, like into the shampoo. It's the easiest place to start, right? right. You've, they're already relaxed. And I started offering these little mini sessions called um, the quickie and, or what, what did I call it? I forgot what I call it, the quick. I haven't worked behind the chair in like 80 days. <laughs> <laughs> forgot what I even call my, my own services. But one of them is the deep dive, and the other one is like um, pick me up. And at the shampoo bowl, I would just put a lavender eye pillow over their face. I would use uh, let them pick an essential oil that felt in alignment with how they wanted to feel for that day. Let them breathe that in. Um Sometimes I would be guided to to have them hold a crystal or something while they're in the shampoo bowl, and I would wash their hair like normal. I always do a scalp massage, and then I would do about 15 minutes of Reiki right at the shampoo bowl on their crown chakra, so it's the top of their head. 
um, that space that's connected to divine uh, universal energy. And I would do a little bit of Reiki. And afterwards, they were like sitting up and they're like, I don't even know if I can stand up. I don't know if I can get up. I feel like, oh, my God, what just happened? And they're like, if that was the shampoo now, what was the shampoo before? And I was like, you know, so then they just... um, always want it so that's how I kind of started incorporating it into my my clients was just at the shampoo bowl yeah and learning how to hold that space because it can be a little distracting if you work in a salon with other people but if you do the work yourself and you really really do it practicing 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 meditating um, you can hold that space in a crowded room, in a busy room, because you're not thinking, your mind isn't thinking about everyone watching you. And I mean, this stuff parallels to being on stage, this stuff parallels to being a speaker, this parallels to teaching a class, if you're a hairdresser, or makeup artist, or, or any of it. But learning how to hold that space for yourself and another person when there's so much going on is, um, is really something. I always think of it like, um, you know, like it, like it being your shield, you know, like you're being, it's strong enough that you've got this auric shield around you to protect you. And I, um, was, I was actually going to do Reiki training and I ended up doing some work in the DC area. Um, and then we moved it to May. And then of course with COVID it didn't happen. And it's, it's so interesting because it was something that kept calling to me. Um, Mm -hmm. and, I've been, I have this other project that I'm wanting to work on. I haven't completely started yet, but it's like trying to find that healing modality to bring into that space. But um, it's just fascinating. I'm just fascinated at how you were able to do this and, um, you know, incorporate it into that every day. It's brilliant. It's such a beautiful experience for your clients too. Yeah, they love it. They love their experience. Um, Just even if I wasn't doing healing services, it makes the experience with the client so much more rich um, and just valuable. Whenever you do these kinds of, you do this kind of work, you enter into this agreement with yourself of doing self-healing and um, self-care for yourself because you are able to be more of who you truly are, which is the light, which is that lightness that is within you, you're able to be more of that for other people when you nurture it and you give it attention and you clean it up and you heal it um, so that it can really be exposed. And that's what people are attracted to. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly, I was about to say that they're attracted to it for sure. Yeah. It's like a little moth to a a lamp. Like they're looking for the light. They're looking for the light. And so um, the more that you shine it, more people are going to want to be around you um it's it's really really fascinating in a kind of a metaphorical and also literal sense that the brighter you are the more people want to be around you so i mean along with that comes learning how to protect your energy too right yeah. creating creating um i call them transparent boundaries but just creating this um really protective shield around yourself so that you can keep that light as bright as you want without being impacted by outside influence because it can be very easy to feel um, like you want to shut down, close up, get smaller, not be as bright, 
to uh, make other people feel comfortable, which I have dealt with for my whole life, right? And I think a lot of us do. It's like we don't want to make people too uncomfortable if we're the person who's always raising their hand or we don't want to make people too uncomfortable to be the person who always, you always get what you want. It's like, why should we apologize for that? Why do we make ourselves so much smaller for other people to be comfortable? And the way that we help heal and elevate this world, if we want to change the world, air quotes, right? We have to start by being able to be as bright and as loud and as vibrant as we feel we want to be. Right. And that will inspire others to do the same. You can't support others if you can't support yourself. And that is not just a financial, you know, like that goes deep into, um, you know, your emotional and, and mental clarity and state. I do, um, I just finished a four-day business workshop um, through the Rama Institute, which is, you know, a Kundalini yoga-based uh, course. And you would have loved it. It was, my brain is still like, I think I was so exhausted today, just like mentally, just my energy is just gone from doing this course. But yeah, I mean, you, you would love it. It's just really digging deep in, you know, dealing with kind of that subconscious or that unconscious and how that reflects in your work, Um, you know, even your social media work. And it's, I mean, just, it's brilliant stuff, but I agree. I think, um, you know, people are attracted to it and people, recognize it you know whether they know they know what they're seeing or feeling you know I think it's so important yeah I um yeah I just think everything you're doing is brilliant so you've got we can find you on the podcast and then of course you've got the courses um and then you're doing workshops as soon as as soon as we get back the world gets back um hopefully I've got one scheduled in Reno in October and another one in or one in Indianapolis in October and one in Reno in November so hopefully we'll get to do those oh I'm sure I I I feel like we'll be back by then hoping um so what do the workshops look like I mean do you is it just an incorporation of hair skills and um these other skills as well Um, I'm actually not teaching hair anymore I yeah I quit teaching hair I taught one hair class last year so I've been for the last this year and last year teaching primarily these workshops, which um, are called Becoming Limitless. Okay. And it's a one or a two day experience. And um, I do shape shifting yoga. I do meditation 101. So I teach you actually go walk you through how to um, meditate. And I do a couple different programs that I developed. One's called uh, the TCA approach to expanding your mind. So I walk you through the actual steps of become of thought awareness, um, empowered choice, and um, intentional action. And then we also go through um, a manifestation workshop uh, that I created. And then we have in the two day a different workshop that goes through more cultivating identity and really discovering, like we talked about in the beginning, like okay we start with the base of I am the light and then we create the identity that we'd like to be perceived in this world instead of who we think we have to be or who we've always been told that we are and it's very empowering to do that work that self-work and discovery 
Um, and then sprinkled throughout there, there's different activities like um, different breath work and meditations and body movement and energy healing on yourself. So there's a lot of different elements that go into it, but it's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. That sounds cool. Deb, one last question. What would 2020 Kelly say to 2010 Kelly? If you had that conversation with yourself 10 years ago, what would you say to her? Oh my gosh, I was 23. I would say to her, under no circumstances should you dim your light, even if it seems like people are uncomfortable. I would tell myself that you are always worthy of any dream that you have, no matter how big it is and no matter how crazy people tell you it is. Um, and I would tell myself to <laughs> focus less on what other people are doing and more on what you are doing and how you are feeling, for sure. Less outward, more inward. Perfect. That's beautiful. So give us your handles on IG and your website. Uh, my, my IG, my Instagram is um, limitless soul life. That's where you can find a lot of stuff about limitless soul. And then I have a personal one. It's underscore Kelly with an I Mason underscore. And my website is limitless soul Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelly, for joining us today. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? If you liked what you heard today, um, please give us a like. Thanks and for listening. And thanks for hanging out with me. Pro. And thanks, Brooke, for having me on. And if you felt any sort of uh, parallel in any of the things I'm saying, you're not crazy. <laughs> keep going and keep, um, keep dreaming. Keep going after the dreams. Thank you, Kelly.